so much. <laughs> Our producer, John Charles, but as usual, he untangled it. Tom Kearney here. We're back. We're live and in real time, is what I was about to say, and we like to bring you programs that are informative and entertaining. Mrs. Kearney asked me who the guest was going to be tonight, and I told her, Hurricane ICII, wait a minute. Uh, the, the, the guy at the National Weather Service is going to be here with us uh, to tell us exactly where the hurricane is, and I'm going to let him teach me how to say it. Could he, is this Jimmy? Yes, this is Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, how do you say the name of the hurricane? Isa Ias. Isa Ias. Thank you. I, I, I apologize. I shouldn't have put you on the spot like that. I had it down, but then I, somewhere in our electronic entanglement, I lost it. But anyway, but thanks for being with us. You're on service tonight at the National Weather Service, and John called you, and you were nice enough to say that you would come on and tell us exactly where we are in dealing with Hurricane, hurricane Isa Ias. Uh, so uh, can we do that? Sure. It is where now? I have. I, I would say, if you ask me, that it is somewhere off the South Carolina coast, perhaps 100 miles off of Charleston and uh, Myrtle Beach, headed to Wilmington, and it's going to make landfall sometime later this evening, probably by midnight. Does that sound accurate? Yes, that sounds about right. So currently it's about 60 miles east of Charleston, South Carolina, or about 60 miles south of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And it's moving to the north-northeast at about around 60 miles an hour. It should make landfall near the North Carolina-South Carolina border around midnight tonight. And the expected track uh, has been much publicized because it's been related to Interstate Highway 95. And, and what we're talking about is the track of the or you would call the eye of this uh, either tropical disturbance or uh, or hurricane if it if it makes it uh, that's something you may want to comment on but uh, it's apparently going to run right up the uh, the, uh, the I95 into Virginia and it's going to be quick about it that is correct yep so currently it looks like it'll track somewhere near I-95 up through eastern North Carolina and then up into Virginia. And, yes, it will be moving rather quickly. It actually will be um, probably about through all of North Carolina by tomorrow morning after um, around 8 a.m. So if we sleep late, we're going to miss it, huh? (laughs) Yes, that's that's correct. (laughs) Okay, now how about... uh, uh, and I, I guess I'm doing this backwards, but how about uh, the, the two things I have been led to believe that we we need to look out for are, are some hefty winds at certain parts of the night, not maybe not continuous, but certainly gusting and uh, a lot of rain. Mm-hmm, yes. Um, so what we're expecting right now is wind gusts overnight, um, basically from the I-95 corridor east of uh, 50 to 60 miles an hour. Um, higher than that, along the immediate coast, could gust to hurricane force um, 60 to 70-plus miles an hour. And then further inland, mainly looking at gusts around 30 to 40, maybe, maybe 50, uh, around Raleigh down to Fayetteville. And then... 
less than that even farther west into the triad region. And as far okay. as rain, and as far as the heavy rain, um, we're expecting storm total amounts of generally around two to four inches for uh, most of central and eastern North Carolina, except for the immediate I-95 corridor, which looks to have the heaviest rainfall. Um, looks like that they could see four to as much as six inches. And the heaviest will be during the overnight hours. So most of this is going to happen while we're asleep tonight. And uh, but that yeah. does not mean that people, I, I'm led to believe, should not be alert because there is in the in the rain bands, uh, uh, at least at some point, the possibility of small tornadoes being spun up. Yes, that is correct. And in fact, we have a tornado watch in effect through 6 a.m. for eastern North Carolina, essentially from the coastal plain, Sampson, Wayne, counties, um, Nash, Halifax, um, Wayne, Wilson, east of there um, from now until 6 a.m. And there have already been a few tornado warnings issued for the, um, the southeastern North Carolina coast around Wilmington, Carolina Beach, that area. So, yes, there could be some quick spin-ups overnight. So if you've got devices that can alert you to the to warnings and watches, et cetera, one should program and, and be, be alert to them throughout the, the overnight tonight because most of this is yeah. going to be happening overnight. Okay. Definitely, yeah. uh, You've told told me the main thing I wanted to know. I've looked everywhere and could not find it, and that is that the the uh, landfall is going to be uh, probably by midnight, but I guess within the period ten to midnight uh, along the coast, uh, just south of Wilmington, near the South Carolina North Carolina border. There, there, there we go, and it's going to run right up uh, roughly the uh, I, what they call the I ninety five corridor. That gives people something that where they can can locate it. So uh, yes. That's, I think, a resume of what, what we've learned tonight. Well, I want to thank you for being willing to do this and being on with us. We always uh, go to you when we need the, the information from the, quote, horse's mouth, so to speak. And uh, and uh, I'm glad you could be with us tonight because it's uh, things have changed a little bit over time as we have watched this hurricane, uh, uh, tropical storm, whichever it is. Uh, I don't know what the last last reading was, but I think there was it was it was said that there was a might be a brief chance for it to become a hurricane again, but it's been right on the line between the two. And and the meteorologist I watched on television said that didn't really make any difference either. So, and I I would imagine you'd say the same thing. No, it's yeah, it's, it's really just a difference of five miles an hour, whether it's a strong tropical storm or uh, a uh, minimal Category One. The impacts are the same either way. Well, thanks for being with us. Thank all of your gentlemen there with you for the good work they do. I, and uh, I sure. hope we get to cross paths again sometime. Sure. Sounds good. Thank okay, you. Okay, take care. All right, bye. From the National Weather Service, uh, an update on uh, Hurricane Aida and uh, uh, making landfall perhaps uh, uh, along the North Carolina-South Carolina border at uh, a time about... Um, out midnight and then moving rapidly, and that through North Carolina is supposed to pick up speed, and it's being drawn north and eastward through the state. It does uh, offer the possibility of uh, considerable rain, 
particularly east of uh, I-95 and and uh, gusty winds. And uh, I believe he said in the in the triangle it might be between 30 and 50 miles per hour. And the further west you went, the, the less gust. These are wind gusts, and this would not be something I, I I'm led to believe that would be constant. But it does have the possibility or bringing down trees and power lines and, and other things, so we may lose our power along the way somewhere. So that's the check on the weather. I'm Tom Kearney. It's 9.15 right now. And John Sauter, with your permission, I think we'll take a break. And then what we want to do after that is come back and, and gather some weather reporters up and let, let you call in. It's a, an open phone site, and you tell me what the weather is like where you are. We always enjoy doing this and hearing what the weather is in Wellington or in Rocky Mount or in Fayetteville or in Sanford or wherever. 919 is the number, 860-9783. Can we go to a break now, John? Yes, we can, Tom. Okay. John Sauter is our producer, and he's he's orchestrating our show tonight. And so we'll take a break, and then we'll come back. And you can queue up uh, during the break, and we'll talk to you right after this at 919-860-9783. Good evening again. We're up to date with uh, appropriate information from the National Weather Service and from Gail Hurd and NCN News. Uh, it's 920 at WPTF on AM 680 and uh, 88 point, uh, 98, 98.5 on your FN, FM band and one of your FM bands, you should put one of your buttons, just as you've done on the AM button for WPTF. Tom Kearney, I'll be here for the rest of the hour, and we'll have uh, some more breaks and some more information regarding the, the hurricane. But at the same time, I would like you to be my uh, gathering group of people who tell me what the weather is like where you are. John told me uh, the other night when we were talking about another subject that one of our callers who lives in uh, in the, uh, the area of Wilmington, uh, had called and, and was curious, uh, and it's a member of our radio family, and this is a lady, and I hope, for instance, that she'll call and tell us what conditions are like at uh, Wrightsville Beach in the area near Wilmington. And if you're in Greenville, which is going to be just to the right of where the track of the hurricane is supposed to be and where there's going to be uh, probably a lot of rain drop, there would be a lot more rain, but this, this hurricane is moving fast, and the, the rain uh, gets greater and greater in accumulation when the when the hurricanes move slowly. And uh, we'll come back to talk about Hurricane Floyd in just a moment. But uh, if you're in a, a, a Durham or, or Pittsburgh or somewhere, tell us, or, or Sanford or, or the Sand Hills, Fayetteville, tell us what the conditions are, are in fact like where you are. And don't be bashful. It's probably your time to be on the radio anyway. 919 860-9783, 919-860-WPTR. I was telling Mrs. Kearney at dinner this evening that I remember 1999 when Hurricane Floyd came through, and I think I sat up all night in my living room uh, on the couch where I could see out the window uh, uh, in the end uh, where I could nod occasionally too, which I suspect I did. But I woke up in the morning and the air was fresh and clean and there were a few branches down, but I thought, well, we have escaped uh, uh, a bad hurricane with Floyd. We had not escaped Fran three years before that, and that's another story, and we'll, we'll reserve those. In fact, if you don't join me and tell me you, your weather report and your story of hurricanes, then you have to listen to mine. 
But what I found out later that day was that while uh, not a lot of wind damage was done in Raleigh, east of Raleigh, not unlike the hurricane that we're going, or tropical storm, whichever it is, I'm probably going to end up saying hurricane because it really does not matter. It's a line that has to do between 74 and 75 miles per hour. Uh, but Hurricane Floyd, while it had not done a lot of wind damage to the Triangle and areas west or indeed east, it had done some, but the real damage had been done by lots and lots of rain. I think the, the east of here toward uh, the I-95 corridor toward Rocky Mount uh, and uh, Halifax County, uh, somewhere between 9 and 15 inches of rain came down. And eastern North Carolina, as those of you who were here remember, had been turned into a lake uh, and that it would remain that way for, for some time. And so uh, I, I woke up, thought I discovered that we, we had, we looked up and we had in one way, but not in another. And I can remember uh, there's a book called Faces from the Storm that was written about that, uh, that the effort to get people off of roofs and animals off of roofs and so on. When, when so much water came down and the rivers just could not handle it. And uh, one of those rivers was the Tar River, which is one of the rivers that uh, we're watching tonight for uh, uh, the amount of flooding that might occur. There is a flood uh, lookout uh, warning for most of the eastern half of the state, by the eastern two-thirds of the state, and uh, that includes uh, the Tar River. And uh, uh, ultimately, we will have the, the slow-moving news to produce some flooding in the next couple of three days, too. But that's ahead of us. What we need to deal with now is tonight, and most of tonight is when the dealing is going to to have to be done. 919-860-9783, if you can tell us what's happening where you are, it would be good if you could make a contribution to our weather forecasting and weather assessment team. 919-860-WPTF. Tom Kearney here. Tom, we have a we have a someone with a front row seat that you've talked to before, Ren from Wilmington. Okay, that's the lady we were talking about. Good evening, Ren. How are you tonight? Good evening, Tom. <laughs> it's actually very calm here, you know. We're sort of sitting and waiting for it to hit, you know. It's it's not doing anything right now. Now you're you're really sort of uh, near what am I trying to say, Wrightsville Beach, aren't you? Right. Okay, uh, just so our listeners will know. And, you know, one of the things particularly about Atlantic Basin hurricanes is the amount of time that you sit and wait. Yes, exactly. They they come off of Africa and you spend two weeks waiting for them to get here. And this one has been chugging up the the coast uh, from, from Hispaniola, south of Florida, for a couple of three days now. And, uh... We were originally told that it would be making landfall about this time, or actually a little earlier. And now the the guy from the National Weather Service tells us that it will cross over about midnight tonight, and that's so. So you've got to stay up late tonight, Grant. Ren. Oh no, no! Got to go to bed. Put covers over your head. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> you I didn't. I didn't know anything about this until a couple of days ago when. John Sauter said something about it. I said, oh, there's a hurricane out there? <laughs> he said, yeah, I do nothing, absolutely nothing. So it's like this is it's still nothing going on. <laughs> well, that, that is how you feel. I mean, today was uh, 
it was not a perfect day because the sun was not shining, but it rained a little bit off and on, and I think it's beginning to rain a little bit now. And we've had only one one example of a, the bands of uh, precipitation that come, you know, that are driven by and are a part of the hurricane. But I think another one is about to be here and about to well, arrive. we did get to go out and dance in the rain for a while. So it did rain for a little bit. And I guess we, we danced for about a half hour and it just quit again. So, so, so you've been out dancing coming. today, have you? Oh, yeah, we always dance in the rain. You know, okay. if, if the eye comes around and it's been rough, we'll go dance in, in the eye when it's calmed down a bit. But it's so calm now. We went ahead and got the dancing out of the way. <laughs> well, I think the eye, if I understand it, is going to go really west of where you are because you're right on the coast. And In fact, right. the area that may escape the... the some of the in the eastern half of the state is the area right along the coast because the 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 track of this hurricane tropical storm whatever it is is going to be about uh, ninety miles inland or eighty miles inland along the. They yeah, keep it's saying got a little that, buggy. It's yeah. got a little buggy and it's going up the interstate. <laughs> <laughs> chug up the interstate. It ought to be an interesting night for people driving down the interstate because we'll have, uh, you know, from New York to Florida or vice versa, and we want to warn those people about this, and that's one reason we yeah. keep mentioning it, because if they're on the highway tonight, there will be gusty wind, particularly uh, after midnight uh, until about, uh, say, 6 in the morning, and, and a lot of rain, uh, I think they're saying, uh, three to six inches, or maybe more. It could, it varies. I hear the numbers, different numbers each time. But uh, it would be a you bad know, night to be driving up and down the I ninety five. Well, that that's why it's so deceptive because it is relatively calm. It's not, and within a couple of hours, you know, it, it will get rough. You know, it's going to happen, and people that aren't used to being here don't realize that. So. Well, one of the things that I, I think we try to do, that at least I try to do, is there's so many people in eastern North Carolina that haven't been here forever, and they don't know about the quirks of the hurricanes. Like you say, it's so quiet, and then all of a sudden, and then you yeah. have to spend so much time waiting, and then, then the bottom falls out. Ren, I'm going to have to go because we've got a whole pile of news coming up here, but I want to hear from you later this week to know that you're all right, okay? All right, Jay. You have a good eve. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. We're checking up on the hurricane, and we'll be back. We would like to hear from you following this. Uh, Tom Kearney here. WPTF 933 on a Monday evening. It's August 3rd in the year 2020, and I keep thinking I'm somebody that I've known in my life had a birthday on August 3rd, but I can't remember who it is. But perhaps it'll come back at some point where... Having as our guest tonight the Hurricane ICES, uh, Mrs. Kearney asked me today who the guest was going to be tonight, and I told her it was a hurricane because it's the thing that, in fact, is on our mind in, in this part of the world. But before we get to talking back, uh, back to talking about it, and perhaps talking with you if you call us at 1 800, no, no, 1-909-860-9783. You can tell I've been doing this a long time because I'm still. Going back to the 800 number. Again, our area code is 919-860-9783. works out to be WPTF, by the way. We haven't talked about our friends at King's Auto for a while, so I want to do that tonight. And the question has to deal with servicing your car and the fact that you need to know that your cycle of service is uh, 
when it begins the month that you buy your car. That cycle does not necessarily match the normal seasonal changes that you'd expect in relation to servicing your automobile. At King's Auto Service, they will schedule your service intervals based on the cycle. For those using synthetic oils, for instance, and driving limited miles, they may want to go months past the normal service based on those miles and will need to schedule service two or three times a year independent of the regular scheduling. During your service, Kings will check wipers, belts, tires, and transmission levels. And for those of you who are currently driving a Toyota Prius or some other hybrid vehicle, the certified, and that's underlined on this text, hybrid technicians at Kings are now able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer would charge to replace it. This usually occurs, by the way, at about 150,000 miles. Call Kings tomorrow to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. Kings Auto Service and Kings Correct Loop and the State Inspection Station are easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net on the web. Kings Auto Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. And that's where I take my car so I can tell you that I walk the walk. Our time is 9.36. We're concerned with the hurricane, and I'd like to have you, your report. Is it raining at your house already? Uh, and have the winds picked up any at all? Is there anything to indicate that, uh, that there is a severe weather presence near you? One of the things that we talked about with Ren, our caller from, from Wrightsville Beach, was just basically I think she was saying how settled and how quiet it was supposed to be. And that's sometimes the way it is when you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. And it seems to take like it takes forever for the, for the storm to get here. Other storms, I guess, if you live in the land of tornadoes, get here too quickly. And by the way, we do have some tornado warnings and watches out uh, because there are usually the possibility of spin-up of small tornadoes uh, having to do with the rain bands attached to uh, storms like Aedas and uh, hurricanes and so on. Hurricane that is expected to make landfall near the North Carolina-South Carolina border about midnight and pass through the state of North Carolina roughly along the line that follows the I-95 corridor. And again, uh, and I haven't heard too much of this, but a, a warning to people driving on the interstate highway tonight who may not have kept up with the storm that uh, they, they will have gusty winds that can gust, uh, I think they're saying 50 to 65 miles per hour, perhaps as high as 70 miles per hour, and uh, rain that would be in the uh, area of four to six inches along it, perhaps even more than that. And so it would, would offer a particular challenge to, to be careful and, and uh Try not to drive too fast. You always have the possibility of hydroplaning, for instance. I've done that, and it's no fun. And uh, I didn't have a wreck. Looked up that time. 919-860-9783. Tom Kearney here. Tomorrow night, by the way, will be a nostalgia night. We may have to clean up after the hurricane, or we may do something else. One of the things that I will note this week is it's the anniversary, I think, on August 6th of the bombing of Hiroshima in 1945, 75 years ago this year. The first atomic weapon was used in warfare. We may talk about that a little bit on our nostalgia night, but we will talk about some other things too. Doctor, I mean, excuse me, pharmacist uh, 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 Mike James will be with us on Wednesday night to talk about 
old-timey medicines and uh, 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 remedies that people developed before the modern medicines were developed that pharmacists prescribe today. Friday night, uh, Dr. Edward Funkhauser, who hadn't been with us for a while, he was here every week for a while while we were catching up from the time that I was away, but we're, he's back. He is the keeper of the, the book of the necrology, which is a list of those who have died and uh, deserve to be remembered, and he will talk about those folks on Thursday night and Friday night will, of course, be trivia night. And Tom Kearney, I'll be here each and every night at 919-860-9783. And I would welcome your call to tell me wherever you are, if you are sitting and waiting like Rand was doing or if things are picking up. It's raining a little bit where I am in West Raleigh. I live, let's just say I live near the campus at NC State in West Raleigh. And, uh, the way I can usually tell that it's raining is a couple of my windows have awnings on them made of aluminum that goes back. Uh, it's an older house, and when the rain starts pinging on it, I know that it's, uh, in fact, raining outside and so on. We're looking forward to uh, uh, the weather picking up with the threat of uh, rain and the wind and uh, ultimately flooding uh, and uh maybe some tornadoes that you need to be looking out for uh, about midnight tonight. Most of the heavy-duty action will take place while you are asleep or maybe hoping you were asleep or wishing you were asleep. I can't decide whether I want to stay up and see what's going on or not. But uh, 919-860-9783, tell me what you're doing. As I say many nights when I come on here, in these days when we're quarantined and stay in the house and don't go out, it's nice to have somebody to talk to, and that could be you. 919-860-9783, 860-WPTF. Uh, and uh, we are, the subject tonight is, is the hurricane, but uh, the subject is your vision of it and how you see it and how it affects you and how it is not affecting you if it's not affecting you and how it may affect you. I mentioned earlier that I see one of our roles here uh, as a public broadcasting station, and mine, I always thought maybe we was a little bit of a teacher is for people who are new to North Carolina and who have not experienced a hurricane, uh, uh, or at least the hurricane as it visits North Carolina, and that's different from Florida, that's different from Louisiana, uh, different from New Jersey, uh, where this hurricane may in fact visit tomorrow. It's headed right up uh, Chesapeake Bay up to uh, to New York City and will affect some some of the big cities and, and New York City. So, but uh, one of our jobs is to acquaint folks with uh, with how it uh, how it affects the, the people in North Carolina, what the differences are from places that they may have been. I witnessed uh, my first hurricane growing up in Eastern North Carolina when I was let's say ten years old, I think, Hurricane Hazel, and the people who haven't were here when Hazel was here and confront somebody who was here when Hazel was here, sometimes get tired of hearing about Hurricane Hazel. But it was a good hurricane to learn from. It was uh, a, a number four, almost number five, when it made landfall near Wilmington. And uh, I think it was clocked uh, in my hometown or near there at 125 miles per hour going around and around. Uh, if you were in Raleigh when Fran came along, I think her highest wind while she was in the neighborhood of Raleigh was about 79 or 80 miles per hour. So 125 is a lot, and it was a hurricane Hazel was that was uh, did a lot of wind damage. Didn't do as much rain damage 
because it was moving so fast. It was at some points moving ahead, straight ahead at 50 miles per hour, and indeed was in Canada the next day where it was dropping a lot of water around Toronto. And I'm told that if you are, if you talk to a person from Toronto about floods, they will talk about the floods caused by Hurricane Hazel. It's 9.43 now, and we're waiting to hear your call. If you have something to say, it's always good, as I like to say, to have someone to talk to. Sounds like, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of her name now. I always forget her name, the comedian, who used to come in and say, let's talk. Well, that's what I'm saying. Talk with Tom here on WPTF. We'll come back right after this. We're back, John. John Stoddard is our producer. A lot of things going on tonight, uh, news of different kinds uh, having to do with the uh, Canova virus and, uh, and other things, and also what was the extra added uh, thing for this time of year. Uh, of course, hurricane season starts on June 1st, and uh, it usually sort of sneaks up on you. Uh, for instance, in 1991, the first hurricane, that the, the one with the A, because they are named alphabetically, and we're up to nine already here on uh, August 3rd, uh, because uh, the current hurricane begins with the letter I. But in 1971, I think Hurricane Andrew was the first one that had a had a name, and it came along about August 23rd. And the peak of the hurricane season for, uh, for this area in eastern North Carolina, uh, Raleigh, the Triangle, etc., is usually around the first couple of weeks of September, let's say September 5th to 10th. Uh, I think the last uh, Hurricane Fran, the last one that zeroed in on Raleigh back in 2000, no, no, no wait a minute, it was 1995, uh, came on the September 5th. But I think if you draw a graph of the numbers, it's around September 10th. Now, I was talking about Hurricane Hazel before we went away, which came in 1954 when I lived in Goldsboro. And... Uh, came right in at Wilmington and came more or less uh, up uh, what you would, would say would be uh, Highway 70 or Highway 40. And uh, Highway 70 existed and Highway 40 did not. But it came through Raleigh, too, and went right on up, as I said, to Canada. Uh, was was my lesson in hurricanes. And after that, it would have been all right with me if I never saw another one. I used to have friends who, would, when we were having a hurricane, because... They tend to come in bunches, and there were a lot in the in the 50s and into the 60s, and then there, there was a lull, and then it picked up again in the 80s, and then a lull, and and uh, in the 2000 aughts, 2004-2005, we had a couple of ones in eastern North Carolina, by way of history, uh, Fran in 1995, 96. I got around 1996, and then Floyd, and then we talked about earlier the one that turned eastern North Carolina into a lake in 1999, and uh, and we've had in the last few years uh, with Matthew and uh, Florence and some other hurricanes ones that uh, did not do as much wind damage, but uh, because of moving slow and dropping a lot of rain caused a lot of severe flooding, and. in eastern North Carolina, and that that has been the problem. The water damage has been the biggest uh, bit of damage. We've invited you to take part, and we've had one call so far, uh, and that was a good call. I'd like to hear from you if you have something to report in terms of uh, weather. Uh, as, as, uh, as, as the rain picked up at your house, uh, if you're in 
Sampson County in Clinton or in my hometown of Goldsboro or, or east of there in Greenville or west in the Sand Hills and over in Fayetteville. Uh, is there signs that the hurricane, which the guy from the National Weather Service said was off the coast of Myrtle Beach, about 60 miles, I believe, and headed for uh, a landfall near the North Carolina-South Carolina border, which is, of course, down the coast from Wilmington. Uh, Wilmington, we must be reminded, is not actually on the ocean. It is up the Cape Fear River, I don't know, 10, 15 miles. I'm not real sure about that. Somebody who is more familiar with that particular geography from, than me can uh, can tell us about that. But this, the, the hurricane or tropical storm, which is going to bring rain, a lot of rain, uh, to the area of the coastal plain of North Carolina and the eastern part of the Piedmont, and uh, uh, wind, dangerous wind. Uh, the best identifier has turned out to be the I-95 corridor. I-95, of course, runs from uh, Maine to Florida and passes through South Carolina uh, in, into eastern North Carolina and runs up and then goes in to Virginia up toward Richmond. And it's an identifiable corridor on the map, something that, that most people in eastern North Carolina are familiar with. So it's an easy way to identify where something is actually going to happen. And the the, the hurricane is supposed to cross into North Carolina, make landfall about midnight tonight, and then go up that corridor. And the, uh, the uh, worst uh, wind gust and rainfall as it progresses north is about the middle, middle way of the time between midnight and 6 or 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. And uh, there will be uh, some wind gusts in, uh, in and around and east of the I-95 corridor that are up to uh, 50 to 75 miles per hour wind gusts. Now, I said gusts. It won't be constantly there, but it will be probably that at some point. And a lot of rain will, will come with the various rain bands that... Uh, draw off of the moisture of the ocean that are, that are brought with the storm. And in the area of the Triangle, where we are, will be to the west of that, and the wind gusts will not be quite as strong. I think the guy from the National Weather Service said 30 to 50. Uh, one figure I saw was on a, on a map of predictions was maximum wind gust overnight should be less than 40 or less. And so uh, I certainly hope it will be that. I'm not real crazy about trees falling and, and the loss of power. I'll just admit that. And uh, uh, and uh, the rainfall would be like three to five inches in that particular area. But there's going to be enough rainfall that there are lots of watches and warnings out for flash floods and for, for general floods and the, the rivers the in the eastern part of the state, particularly the Tar River I read, and the Neuse River will be will be uh, moving toward cresting. I don't think they will will go uh, to flood stage totally, but uh, but in uh, the Neuse, for instance, in Smithfield and in Goldsboro, will will need to be watched. And uh, the Tar River is over around Tarboro and in the eastern part of the state. So folks in those areas will know uh, where those are and uh, what they need to to be uh, aware of. In fact, one of the easiest ways to find out uh, where uh, areas are that flood, because flood maps have not been kept uh, as well as they might have been for this part of the world, is to visit people who live there, because they will usually certainly know. And uh, so we, we have a chance for some rain coming down in volumes, but not not as much as it has been in 
storms like Matthew and the storms associated with Florence and so on, because this storm is moving, and the the weather people tell us is moving fast and will be be through North Carolina by the time the sun comes up tomorrow morning and in Virginia and moving on up uh, toward uh, the urban areas of the of the Northeast, where it will continue. I'm told have winds uh, up to 60 miles per hour and present uh, the urban parts of northeastern United States with, with problems. So there it is, hurricane. The hurricane will be visiting us overnight tonight. The thing you need to do is to, if you have an alarm, if it's a weather radio or something or uh, an app that you can align in that way to alert you uh, to weather alerts, uh, to be aware because there are the possibility with the uh, with the outlying parts of these storms of tornadoes and we have the Weather, weather Bureau uh, meteorologists said some uh, tornado warnings and watches already. So that's the one thing that the one would want to be aware of. And to most of the rain and the wind will come uh, in, the, in the middle of the night, uh, probably after 2, between 2 and 4 and 5 in the morning, some of it even later than that, uh, I'm told. So that's what I, what I can bring together for you about what's going on with the weather. Uh, we are going to be, I think, bringing you some drop-ins from the news people uh, indicating what is going on vis-a-vis the weather throughout the night. And you'll want to tune in early tomorrow morning for uh, the WPTF folks who who wake you up every morning and uh, bring you uh, a vision of what, in fact, has occurred and what what is still taking place, uh, AM 680 and FM 98.5. Tom Kearney here for the Tom Kearney Show tonight. I will remind you again that tomorrow night we're going to have a nostalgia night, and we may have a little bit of a cleanup uh, having to do with the storm and also a little bit of a discussion of the fact that it is this week is the anniversary of the dropping not of one but two atomic bombs on Japan that ended World War II. And that's it for tonight. Uh, stay tuned now for uh, Jimbo, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow night.